ಓಂ ನಮಸ್ತೆ Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you back to another episode of Black Law and Legalize, where we specialize in the legalize. My name is Dan, and you can keep up with me on Twitter, IG, as well as Twitter and IG, at I am Dan on Drugs. Keep up with the show across all platforms at Black Law Podcast. This is Afro Becky. Becky. Thank you for joining us this week. This week. For another episode. Episode. We don't need a sound effects. Damn. Damn. And I am another one of your hosts. Host. <laughs> and I'm just Dan. And. You know what? Thank you so <laughs> much. Much. RTB strikes again. But I'm just Dan and you can follow me on Twitter at I Tell Legal Lies. Man, I think you're jealous of her retarded ass titties. No, I'm not. I think you're jealous. No, not you, at all. Because you, you notice how she she brings it up every episode, right? She that uses ain't me. it to get back at me when, when she thinks it's, it hurts me. Oh, wait. Mm. I never mm. want to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to hurt her? You, mm-hmm. Do you need counseling? Why are you trying to hurt Probably, her? Probably, but I never, you know. never want to hurt you. I never, I never want to hurt. I never want to make you never cry. Wanna never want to make you cry. Um, so, ladies <laughs> anyway. and gentlemen, today what we are discussing is California has passed new legislation allowing the police department to shoot Black Lives Matter people. Oh, Jesus. Why? Starting Jan- it started <laughs> January 1st of this year. You know what? So, that is a not. So that's a certified legal lie. <laughs> that is a certified legal lie. All right. Absolutely. So, so what's the truth? So California actually um, did some. We, we all know that California is like the progressive state. Oh, yeah. Like California has so many laws that protect people, their um, income. They have laws that actually make it so you can't buy are, shampoo because it has um <laughs> chemicals in here that well, are no, only can, known in california uh, to cause cancer, cancer that's right because california is all about protecting your lives your money your property Why your they pets so broke. they they are very because they are so progressive and the right wing establishment hates how progressive california is let me me ask anyway not going down this rabbit hole as we all know california is one of the most progressive states in our nation california just like the governor signed into law a plethora of laws that are going to take effect january 1 and have taken effect oh that's right yes signed into effect a plethora of laws that took effect January 1. So two of those laws actually affect Black Lives Matter and involve police shootings. So was the way it written specifically said this specific organization has a law against them? You know, well, no, Black Lives Matter. What matters was one of the organizations who initially were sponsors or they they signed on to this bill but they pulled their support they pulled their support and another organization pulled their support because of the way the law is now written so what the law does is actually 
or should what what they wrote it to do is to hold policemen accountable when they shoot unarmed citizens. And that is something that we discussed in a prior episode. I was actually just editing the video, I think, for it the other day. But we were talking about how the citizens have to be accountable for their actions. But the justice system, uh, police, uh, attorneys, um, district attorneys, and so on and so forth, there's no accountability. Right. There's no. So something interesting that I found, the laws that actually affected police shootings have been in effect in the state of California since 1822 or 18, I'm sorry, 1872, right? The year uh-huh. of the gold rush. Okay. Not, not change. It's like 22 years after California became a state, these laws have been in effect and they have not changed. So, so they, they just haven't been enforced. Well, no, no. What, they are, have what been. are the laws? Okay. So this is the way that the, the law, the way that the law read, it said, that it so it read in part that law enforcement officers can commit homicide if they encounter actual resistance to the execution of some legal process or in the discharge of any other legal duty. Wait, and wait, they, let me. I'm sorry, I just want to rephrase. Hmm. Homicide and self defense are two completely different things. So. That's just basically you saying I, I can murder. So this you. was this is what Penal Code 196, which is which governed the use of deadly force by officers in the state of California. It read actual resistance. Well, officers can commit homicide murder if they encounter actual resistance to the execution of some legal process or in the discharge of any other legal duty. So that basically meant that police officers in California could affirmatively defend shooting and killing somebody who posed no threat. Perfect example comes to mind, even though it was not in California, Eric Garner in New York city, right? Posed no threat because they weren't following orders. So basically this is their pass to kill people. And this is why in the state of California, how many police officers have been found guilty of murder or manslaughter or anything for shooting? I can't think of any shit. If they got off of beating up uh, Rodney King, they right. uh So um, in the state of California, this whole the penal code and the way that it was written basically led to them not being held accountable for any shooting kids. And the reason that was is because reasonableness was the standard, right? So what the new law did was um, basically change the standard from reasonable to necessary. And to show you or to tell you how reasonableness, and I recently got into a um, conversation with somebody about the reasonableness standard. And um, also known as the reasonable man standard. So that whole standard is intentionally vague. Right. Because as is everything in the law. Well, not really. Well, some, wait, wait, some, wait, let me let me rephrase. Um, That's why very specific things are vague. 
very specific things are vague right. in the it, law and open to interpretation. It's right. It's meant to be vague because they want to give you some leeway. Like freedom of speech. Like we did an episode about that. Freedom of speech is very vague. Not not the not actually the freedom, but um, what is called a fuck you. It's come. It's gonna come to me. Okay. So um, explicit. Whatever. <laughs> It starts with the E, damn it. Um, anyway. You know what I'm trying to say, right? I don't right? know what the hell you're trying to say. They, like yelling fire in oh, a uh, oh, movie theater. Right. I know exactly what you're trying to say. So moving on. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. So as I said, with reasonableness, there's really not a clear boundary because what is reasonable in my head and what's reasonable in your head, what's reasonable in Becky's head, it's subjective. Right. And I can I can I can vouch for that because me being who I am, all I have to offer, ladies and gentlemen, is personal anecdotes um, <laughs> is I view we, we talk about this all the time. I view everything and everyone as a threat. <laughs> I don't trust you. I don't trust people. I don't like people. Stay the fuck away from me. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me because I'm going to perceive you as a threat. However, Anne likes to talk to people and run her mouth, as you all know, and that talking to people and people looking at her, she probably does not perceive them as threats. So if you are staring at me and I shoot you in my head, I you, did. I'm you threat, you were that threatened. Was reasonable. Yeah. Right. You were threatened because you was looking at me funny and I felt like you was about to come and harm me. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So reasonableness, very wide open, very open to interpretation. So what California did was stuck necessary. So it's no longer, the standard is no longer reasonable. The standard is necessary. Let me see if I can find um, exactly what, well, wait, let me see. All right. So I can't find the exact. um, Man, it's black loan legalized. We don't need exact. Right. I can't find the exact words of the how the new law is written but like i said the standard goes from reasonable to to necessary necessary. the problem that the black lives matters movement and several other organizations who initially endorsed this law and later actually took a step back their issue was um one of it was twofold one was in the law they actually specifically define what necessary was but after negotiating with um terrorists if the police are are terrorists so after a, a police associations and other people involved the definition was taken out now so even, it's just open-ended now Op- necessary is open-ended well yes and no because necessary in the law case law basically would decide what necessary is. And on top of that, you know, there there are cases that could actually that actually define what necessary is. On top of that, what the new law also allows courts to do is to um look at the actions that the police officers took prior to the killing. So it says that after a daily shooting the actions of police officers that led up to the violent encounter will be considered in the decision of whether or not the shooting was in fact necessary. 
So that gives everybody the opportunity to actually look at what happened prior to and make a decision as to whether or not the police officer's actions were necessary. And it's necessary to prevent imminent bodily harm to yourself or to someone else, right? Okay. So that's one thing. What the law also does is it provides um, mandatory training on de-escalation. And that was that was the second um, reason why Black Laws Black Lives Matter actually took a step back because I think they had something in the law that said that um, if the police officer did not employ mandatory DS like de-escalation tactics, they could be found guilty of X, Y, and Z. And the law also in its first iteration, it um, says specifically what crimes the police officer could be charged with. And that was taken out. So the de-escalation part was taken out. The um, sentencing was taken out. The definition of necessary was taken out. And Black Lives Matter said, We ain't with this shit. No, because it's not enough teeth. But this is, okay, so this, I, I can almost guarantee you this was purposely done and in hearing this, I mean, I'm not familiar with this at all, but I can see just how kind of how politics work. Right. So we're going to get you your organization behind us, whether it's Black Lives Matter, whether it's uh, the Ku Klux Klan, whether whoever the fuck it is that we want behind. We're going to put gonna, everything that you would want. in Right. It. Mm-hmm. And then it goes out that Black Lives Matter endorses this law. Now that that's out there in the public, in the atmosphere. Now we're going to strip away and then you're going to step back and say, no, we we don't support this anymore. It doesn't matter because what people have already heard is Black Lives, Black Lives Matter, Matter supports, supports this. this. So this must be good. Right. Just kind of like like when there's um, fake news reported, we never get the, the the retraction is like on page six, paragraph it's 20. on the last page right. in the last paragraph in like 10 point font. Right. Exactly. And nobody sees it. Exactly. Right? But um. As Becky said, that basically pulled a lot of the teeth out because if you define what necessary is, I got you. Right. Because, you know, if you if you say that you have to employ some de-escalation tactics and you don't, I got you. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yes, that pulled a lot of the teeth and Black Lives Matter. They pulled out. Like I said, there's another organization who actually initially endorsed what was happening. But surprisingly, Stefan Clark's brother. Okay, and ladies and gentlemen, Stefan Clark was the man that was killed in his grandmother's backyard, backyard in San Diego, I believe. Right. That's um, a damn no, shame. No, wasn't it that, Fre- Fresno? No, it was San, San was it, Diego. Was it, San Diego? it was saying something. But right. it's a shame that I know that without thinking twice. Mm-hmm. Damn shame. Right. So um, he actually... In spite of the fact that these things were removed from the law, he still endorsed it. And the reason why he did it, and I'm with him on that one. What, something's better than nothing mentality? Pretty much. It's like this moves us forward. Even though they did not go far enough, they went further than they were. I would 100% would have loved to see everything that was initially in it stay in it. 
But the fact that they moved it from reasonable to necessary, it helps because now you're a little closer to making these people actually accountable for what they've done. And um, as I was reading this, I saw a name in here and you just mentioned how Stefan Clark and you didn't even have to read. Mm-hmm. I saw this name and I was like, dang, I have forgot about this dude. And give me a name. Willie McCoy. Willie you remember McCoy. Him? Killed on the highway. Killed on the road. No. Taco Bell. You remember Taco Bell? Uh, no. All right. So um, Willie McCoy was sleeping in his car in a Taco Bell. Uh, you remember okay. him? Now I do. Yes. So and the police lit him up like 55 times. And crazy, crazy thing about this. None of them. A lot of them are still working for that same police force. None of them were um, criminally prosecuted. Going back to Rodney King. So I have a little bit of a sidebar question. Let's go. I'll answer it for you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry for my low energy today. Oh, they shoot. <laughs> it's, a, it's fireworks. Thank you. So you hear the term. It was a justified shooting. How does this law play into that? And where does that term really originate from? Isn't that a police like internal affairs police term? Like it was it was. Well, by I, the books, by the police procedure. I'll, I'll, I'll answer this. I'll, I'll take this one. <laughs> okay, oh, let's Lord. see. Okay, so a justified shooting is any shooting that a police uses their firearms. Now, of course, wait, this, wait, this is this is going to sound like a joke, but let's let's really look at it. The young lady in Texas who uh, was shot through her window. Mm-hmm. Do you know that the police union is standing behind the that officer? Shoot? Exactly. So basically, uh, to the police, according to the police, all shootings are justified. Even when a young lady is playing video games with her nephew in the house and a policeman shoots her through the window without even seeing who she is, what she was doing or anything. So the police union, Amber Geiger. Amber Geiger murdered, walked into somebody's house, bought them jean and murdered him. Mm -hmm. And you know what? The police union, I actually sat there and I watched the fucking trial and I couldn't, I was in just disbelief that her union rep was trying to make this out. Like, nah, what would you do if you thought, yeah. So every, every shooting according to the police is just, that is 100% the job of the police union though. Think about it. Yeah, I know. I I get it. it. I get it. It's to advocate for police. At the end of the day, this is, this is where there's a disconnect between the civilians. (laughs) No, yeah. Reality reality as well, but civilians and the police officers, because if you have a union that's not going to put your feet to the fire, when you fuck up, that just only encourages other police officers. You know what? Okay, so he got away with killing Tamir Rice. The dude got away with killing Michael Brown. The officers got away with so killing Eric again, Gardner. But like I said, I that can go is, kill whoever the fuck I that want. That is the purpose of the police union. I think you are um, mixing up police union and internal affairs. Internal affairs job is, is to, to put investigate. Your, yeah. Is to put your feet to the fire. The police union's job. Is to say that to represent, yeah, everything that you've done is right. Right. And you should not but go to jail and you should not be here's discharged from your with job. IA though, with IA, in most cases, IA is going to 
Try side to side with the, with cops. the cops because mm. they're law enforcement themselves. Now, mm-hmm. here, here's a quick aside, as you would say. Um, New Orleans, they've had not the police department. It, it was another department, but they had many audits, many um, people come in and do internal investigations mm-hmm. and say everything's clear. So then they bought in a third party from mm-hmm. out of state that has no ties with Louisiana, period. I believe where they it was an Eddie Jordan they were looking into. They looked Somebody. into they looked into Eddie Jordan. And um he was the they state looked attorney. Into, they looked into everything. They looked into the prosecution, the what the prosecutor's office. They looked into they looked into the police. And this was the IG. So the um Basically, he was an an internal auditor, right? For the police force, for the um, prosecutor's office, and he found all sorts of violation of federal law, right? That all up and down and in and out. Previous investigators, the previous investigators didn't find said stuff, so I I don't trust them either. Uh, And then, like, okay, I know a lot of people say this, including myself, that. We need somebody to police the police. But all that's doing is adding another another moving part in the injustice. Because now we're just going to have another rogue, renegade department of people who are supposed to police the police that are abusing their power as well. So what's the solution? I, I, think- I My solution, personally. Shoot the cops. I would never say that on tape or camera. <laughs> um, even though you feel, you, even though you feel that, you would never say that. This is my thing. Look at let's look at some of the countries where the police are unarmed. Let's look at uh, London. Yeah, London. Let's some places in the UK. People in the UK have guns. Maybe maybe not as much as the US. I mean, but their police forces are unarmed. Let's For the let's most part. disarm our police forces and then. That's going to show you who really wants to enforce the law. Because if I say I need you to go out here and enforce the law, no, you cannot have a gun. I will will give you some pepper spray and a baton. (laughs) Like most people will be like, hell nah. They join the police department because they can carry a gun. And most of them, they salivate. See, but I think the opportunity to use one. This goes back to an episode where I say, when when I stated and I've stated this before multiple times, the culture of violence that America, yeah, this we, is America that we have exactly right. We have this culture of violence. The and and what's crazy though is that so is Europe. You know, when you think about all the wars that Europeans instigated and or were a part, you know, they were a part of. You would think that. They would have a culture of violence as well, but they don't. But we in America, because we are the land of the free and the home of the brave, and we can do whatever we want to do, violence has seeped into our culture. So the whole. We're such a young country too. disarm. Right. You know, disarm our police force. You can't disarm the police force because they are fighting against violence. So and, and that's the thing. Violence begets violence. And that is a true statement. It's like for as long as the police are a violent contingent, let me ask you. There will be violence on the streets. Let me ask you a question. Your closest family member, somebody you would do anything for, okay? Okay. 
somebody kills them, murders them, okay, what do you do? What can I do? You can do whatever you want, whatever's possible. I wouldn't I wouldn't be seeking vengeance, okay. but I would seek justice. Okay. So would violence beget violence in that not particular <laughs> not for me. Now it may beget violence for other people in my family because, you know, I have some violent mother in my family. And violence definitely begets violence as far as they are concerned. So, you know, if someone were to hurt, say, my mother. They did. No doubt about it. Especially if some of my cousins and my brothers can figure out who it was and find out who it was. Oh, yeah. Becky? And that's real. Same question. I would seek justice. I don't know if they would be dead. Like, you know. Anne's family would seek their and own justice, crazy. their own version and of family will kill somebody who didn't do nothing to them, just so y'all know. <laughs> false. Um, that is false. I would say I've thought about this many, many times. Um, there, growing up where I grew up, there was a lot of instances where our parents didn't have transportation. So it was public transportation, buses, mm-hmm. subways, DC metro area. Mm-hmm. In the 90s, in the evenings, when parents or when people were getting off works and leaving these metro stations and walking from the metro stations to their neighborhood, mm-hmm. man, people would get their purchase, purses snatched. snatched. They yep. would get uh basically beat down and shoved to the ground, get whatever valuables taken. Mugged. And I would always, yeah, mugged, mm-hmm. essentially. And I would always think, what would I do is what would I do if somebody actually did that to my mother? Right. The younger me. I was about to say the dude that you were back then. They'd be dead. dead. And mm-hmm. you already know how I feel. And they family. Exactly. And they mamas exactly. and they daddies and they cousins. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. Because they gonna come after you. No, so. not even that. I'm going to jail. I'm because I'm going to kill who harms my mama. So I might as well take out as many. Well, of- no, because you you can get a little leeway if you kill the person who harmed your mother. But when you start killing, but I'm going to hunt. I'm hunting them down. Exactly. To them. But you can still say heat of heat of the moment. You know, like it happened, and you got your gun, and you started hunting this person down. You didn't have the opportunity to cool off. You needed to kill this person. But once you did that and you go, but now they mama got to die and they daddy and they sister and they brother and they cousin and they little daughters I and they the dog and they this. You know, when you start doing that. As Lil Wayne said, whack the baby mama, <laughs> but I let the kids live. See, but you start doing that. Then, you know, that gives the court a chance to say, Okay, maybe it was the heat of the moment when he whacked the guy who killed his mother. Therefore, he- this is just Anne's strategy for how to get away with murder. <laughs> right. Now, <laughs> I can say at my age now, if the same thing were to happen, because I still I think about it often. And we already know how I feel about the city of New Orleans. No need to go over that again. But my mama lives in the city of New Orleans. I'm out of my element down here. I'm not in D.C. anymore. I don't have all the homies and whatever, whatever. So what would I do now if something happened to my mama in the city of New Orleans? I'm in a position now where, uh, and this is going on record, sadly, and (laughs) might get edited out, where I can pay somebody to take care of that for me. 
And you probably could find a whole lot of people that would do it for like $10. Yeah, anyway. Exactly. So. so, but moving on since. Uh, Back to Cali. We, we actually went down a bit of a rabbit hole. But yeah, I mean, it, it, for. It, it all talks, goes into the topic of violence, police violence, violence against people of color. So literally, like I said, California progressive, they took a step forward. It wasn't a big step, but it was a step no less. It is a step that not a lot of cities and states have even tried to take. You know, most states, most cities, things like this happen as far as police are concerned. And it's, you know, our officers are just out here doing their jobs. Right. So the state of California, they took a step. And I, for one, am appreciative. As I said, it may not seem like a massive step, but it's a step no less. Something else that they did that um, was is not associated with violence. You ever heard of hair discrimination? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's when you can't get a job because you have braids or dreads or So whatever. check it out. This, once again, the state of California and their progressiveness, they have actually made hair discrimination it's barred in the workplace and in school so let me read this for y'all so are you as good of a reader as i am no i'm i'm better okay let's see so pressure's on california becomes the first state to bar workplace and school discrimination against black people for wearing hairstyles such as braids twists and locks the new law says hairstyles are associated with race and therefore protected against discrimination. So this is about to set off, I predict, this is my prediction, this is about to set off like a flurry of lawsuits because federal courts have already said that you can't use hairstyle or there's no such thing as hair discrimination because hairstyles can be changed, you know, your race can't be changed. Your skin, Your skin color, color can be. Man, no. Reverse vitiligo is not a real thing. M- and, Michael Jackson. And let me tell you something. Getting your skin bleached does not. Well, Sammy so- What's his name? Sammy Sosa? Hmm? Is that who it was? The baseball player. Dominican baseball player that, that turned what? to a white lady. Huh? Yeah, Sammy Sosa. I don't know. What the hell are you talking about? I don't think it was Sammy. Um, Antiway. Yeah, and so, we even had a case locally not too long ago. With the little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Sammy Sosa attempts to retire from baseball. Just look at the pictures. I'm, I'm looking. Talk about the boy lighting himself up. He did that on purpose. <laughs> he went from a brown man to he looked like uh, Desi from I Love Lucy. So, as I said, federal courts have already said that... Um, Hair discrimination is a right. real, is not a real not thing. a real thing because you can change your hairstyle. So California law basically has said that race includes traits historically associated with race, like hairstyles. So dreadlocks are historically associated with black people. Exactly. Do you know where the name? I'm sorry. Do you know where the name dreadlocks came from? Does it come from Dreadscott? No. Um, when the Europeans arrived to, um, it was either the islands or Africa, they basically said these people's hair looks dreadful. That's where the dread and dreadlocks comes from. So they, they really, hmm. 
they really are called locks, but the Europeans said they look dreadful. So it just kind of stuck from there. From there. And that's what, um, well, at least a a hair, what do you call them? A person that teaches uh, at a hair school tell, told me. So like a cosmetologist? Yeah that, that, yeah, that teaches other okay. people. And she, she takes offense when people calls them dreads. Dreadlocks? Yeah. Oh. All right, cool. I'm down. Yeah. All right, so, so that, uh, I mean, is that it? Because there's one person I would love to hear from. I don't know if she still listens or not, but we invited her on the show before and have never reached out to actually have her on the show because I'm not good with people. But um, this? Erica Dubrio, I think that I think that's how you say it. I think that's how you say her name. But um, she became a lawyer last year and we were going to have her on yes, the show. Yes, And I just never reached out because I'm not good with people. My people skills suck. So it would take Anne to reach out. So just. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But I, right. she, she's in California and cool. she's an attorney in California Absolutely. now. So. We definitely would need her to come and follow up because California did some other stuff. But last said things that specifically benefit people of color the whole hair discrimination thing i'm excited to see where that one goes specifically because like i said federal courts historically notoriously have said that our locks and our twists but they also said weed ain't legal and the state said fuck off and our naps no the state didn't say that the federal the fed the federal government basically said it is still illegal, but we go give y'all a pass if y'all want to make it legal in your state. Right. That's because right now. Was states no, space. they didn't say F you. What what they did was they gave them a pass. Now, if they wanted to come back and say. Lock them up. Stop it. Right. You know, they could. But like I said, California with its progressiveness, you know, that there's a lot to love about the state of California. I love what they've done. In their legislative session, what is about to go into effect or what has gone into effect. I love the fact that they've done that. Like, not a giant leap, a baby step, but that baby step to me, honestly, is better than 95% of the states in this great United States. And what I'll doing, say so. is California scares me. I've never been. I'd, I'd like to go maybe one day, but honestly, y'all need to do better in y'all PR because like California needs to be rebranded. When I think California, I think Bloods, Crips, gang banging, Debo on the bike, rolling through the hood, training day and uh, all that. So See what I said about you having a very skewed vision. No, I, and I'm telling you right now <laughs> that I do because that's how California presents itself. Unless you're looking at the Beverly Hills 90210. But when you see people of color in California, it's typically these types of situations. Bloods, Crips, gangbangers, um, Compton, South Central, uh, Long. Like, y'all need to rebrand. And I'm not saying that to disrespect anybody well, in they, California. They, Shout out to my man, Bella, too. Bella they crazy. in they LA. Have, they have rebranded. Because do you not see those commercials where they have, like, all the actors and they go... You know, the actors are going to surf and they talk about California wine country. And do they, they have commercials that do that. They ain't got no wine in Compton, though. <laughs> niggas they got do 40s. have wine shops in Compton, man. Them niggas got 40s. Nah. They in the paper bag. Doughboy in them. 
you know what? I'm Ladies and gentlemen, to. this has been another episode of Black Law and Legal Lies. Uh, as every week, we really appreciate each and every listen. And we, we hope that you've learned something. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if our shows were falling on deaf ears, we would not continue to do so. So again, each Thank you. and every listen is truly appreciated. You make me at least want to be better. You make <sighs> Becky want to be better because Becky actually got on camera for y'all. And, that was a depra- desperate situation. But so was my entire life. My entire life is a desperate situation. Ladies and gentlemen, help me, please. Amen. <laughs> my name's Dan. Catch me on Twitter and IG at I am Dan on drugs. Show cross off platforms at Black Law Podcast. Yeah, Dan's very disturbed. But hi, I'm just Dan again. And I would like to ditto what Dan said, except about the desperation of my life. I don't have that. But Thank you, each and every one of you who listen. Tell us what you want to hear, honestly. Yeah, because it's us, getting hard, y'all. Send send us send us some information about what you want to hear us talk about. It's getting hard. We are we're starting to really reach here. I don't think it's a reach. Do you know on the topic list I had some of the problems with dish detergent? <laughs> Stop playing. This is Afro Becky signing off. Have a great week, y'all.